Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Unless somebody wants to get off. Make my character go nuts. So, like, I can kind of put the carrot in the right place. Jesus. Just warn me first. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We are an actual play tabletop role-playing podcast and we actually play we don't have scripts we don't edit for narrative we create the story collaboratively in the moment if you enjoy what we do here and would care to support it you can head on over to underthelibrary.com support there you'll find direct links to our first module called the snake's oil on drive through rpg and to our patreon account again that's underthelibrary.com support And if you are a tabletop RPG gamer or GM looking to do more role-playing and less rules lawyering, check out our other show. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. My name's Arthur. I am playing Buddy. And we are back to full strength tonight. So that means I am joined by Wayne as Sister B, Rick as Sam, Scott as Eddie, Emily as Colette, and as always... By our keeper, that's Michael. Michael, the show is all yours. And you're muted. Library. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just an idiot. Okay, good. Uh, Under the Library is a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. It features horror and other unsettling imagery. Not safe for Scott is your signal. The following information will be graphic. If you're concerned, skip ahead, but stay with us. And on that note... Uh oh, I lost it. Uh oh, where's your disclaimer? Where's your disclaimer? No disclaimer? Go to Emily, think of one. <laughs> disclaimer when you come back. <laughs> Way to recover. I go to Emily. I... <laughs> and now on Thank to Emily you, for last week's recap. In the clinic, Colette begins to trust Dr. Gardner and shares her real story. Buddy, in the waiting room overhears pieces of the conversation while fidgeting with the unopened letter in his pocket. Colette faints as the doctor draws blood, and Ellen helps her back to the lobby to await results. Colette is not sure how to feel when the results of her tests come back 100% normal. On the other end of town, Sam is at home, handing Cheryl a pamphlet about new bloodstone. Cheryl strikes a match to light a cigarette, and the sulfurous smell sends Sam into a horrific vision, melding elements of his past and present into a hellish nightmare. As we come to a close, Cheryl shakes Sam awake, asking, so are we going to New Bloodstone? And so on that note, if you ever practice interrogating your dirty dishes as you dunk them in water, then you're probably in the right place. But anyway. That was a good one. <laughs> Did you come up with that on the spot? No, if I had remembered it, it would have been better. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I thought you just didn't have one <laughs> and came up with no, one I, while Emily was doing it. That would have been I impressive. I one and then my mind went blank. I didn't have my uh, sheet okay. anyway. Okay. So Scott, we left off with Eddie. Well, actually, let me... We, we missed out on Eddie's shenanigans last week. So where was Eddie while uh, the rest of the gang was doing their thing? All right. So as, as soon as Eddie has a chance, he's breaking away from the group. He'll go up to Buddy and he'll be like, hey, uh, I, 
I'm finally hungry and I'm going to go to Mama Tacconi's again. I remember that place I took you to a while ago and I'm getting myself some food. So you can come if you want. I don't know if you're going to want to watch this because I'm just going to eat the shit out of that place. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great that you got your your um, your appetite back, but we just ate like 45 minutes ago, so I'm, I'm not hungry yet. I can't yet. believe it was that long ago, so I'll just, I'll catch up with you when I'm done, okay? Uh, okay, enjoy your dinner or you got brunch, it, breakfast, breakfast it's number two. It's every meal at once, that's all I'm saying. Elevensies? <laughs> so I'll head on over. Uh, what time is it at this point? Is it like early afternoon, like like lunchtime i I can't remember i was thinking it was morning i I thought we had just had breakfast i think we yeah because we're kind of going backwards a little bit it was mid-morning when y'all perfect went your separate ways so So it's i'm guessing it's let's say 10 to 30 and i'm knocking on the door uh and i'm like i'm like come on mama you gotta let me in i i I want to do an italian accent i I almost jumped in as the npc there but it's so racist (laughs) i can't do it (laughs) wow all right And, and uh, who's there? Hey, it's me. Come on, Eddie. You remember me, Eddie Ten Fingers Del Dingendorf. I have been hungry forever. Do you remember how much oh money God, I spent here? Eddie, come That's in. That's what I'm saying. I gotta get in here and I gotta eat. I'm starving for your lasagna and I need some other stuff too. Okay, so let's let's time dash just ahead about thirty minutes, and you're you're all alone in this restaurant and. You've had plates of what at this point? So I've got. So at this point, as long as she's bringing them, I ordered lasagna, I ordered managot, I ordered a big thing of just pasta with meatballs on it, and I've got a giant loaf of garlic bread. And I told her to just put provolone on top and put it under the broiler. So I've got like four different, three, four entrees plus an entire garlic bread. Eddie, when are your friends getting here? Oh, you got. It. If I if my friends were coming, I'd have ordered more food for them. You're gonna eat all this food? And it, as I'm saying this, I've got food. Like I got a meatball in one corner of my mouth, like a chipmunk. I'm just putting pasta in the other part of my mouth, and I'm just eating away. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe how good your food is. When I leave this town, you're gonna I'm gonna miss you more than anybody else, Mama Tagoni. Yeah, this part's not safe for art. <laughs> and, do you have any tofu because that's what that's what i'm craving <laughs> and, and so she keeps bringing the plates and and she kind of initially has that response of like oh you know eat it'll make you feel better and now she's starting to get a little concerned and so as she drops off your fourth plate of food with your melted provolone on top and i'm hoping what you're what you're saying really quickly to jump in is that I'm, I've cleaned every plate. Yeah. I've Which cleaned she every was plate. really pleased with plates one and two. With plates one and two, but by three, <laughs> she's like... Plates three and four, she's starting to get a little concerned about you. So, all right. So then, and then at the end, like I've got the the provolone, I've got the, the garlic bread and I'm just breaking them off. And I'm like, I'm like, I got to ask you, Mama Taconi, do you have any of the tripe? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And she just shakes her head and she just looks at you and she goes, Eddie, if you really want, I'll bring you another slice of lasagna. But honey, I'm not making any tripe this early. Oh, all right. I'm coming back. I already have, I, I think four plates is probably enough. Plus I got the garlic bread and I'm breaking it off and I'm still chewing. I'm like, this is really good. So if I come back in an hour or two, maybe the it'll be ready. Because I just I need to know when I can come back and get your tribe. Because if I leave town before I've had it, I'm going to be broken hearted. 
And she goes, if you come back in an hour to eat more, Eddie, 10 fingers, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. Uh, and I, I, I get it. I'll, I, I'll throw like, like would be a lot of, like at the time, like I'm throwing 50 bucks on the table, which okay. is probably an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, that would be. Absolutely. I'm throwing a 50 and I, I'm going to throw it on the table and I'm going to be like, look, this is for this meal. And this is for later on today when I come back and you keep the change because this is the best food I've had in my entire life. And I'll be sort of chewing on the garlic bread and I'll like give her a kiss on the hand. I'll be like best food in the world and start heading out. Nice. So we'll cut to Sister B. All right. There's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Sister B, uh, is with, with Ethan, did we go back to convent or did we uh, get catch tra- uh you tell me you you had a you had a couple hours to wait so you can decide what you would do so a couple hours go by uh we are outside in uh in sun uh it's getting to be mid-afternoon we uh have uh, snacks in our pocket from uh, sister just giving us food and we see uh, a train coming and uh we we look and beyond the car the cars that hold liquid we see Perhaps a car that has uh, maybe a door slightly askew. Maybe they have to slow down because, oh, I do remember what Sister B was going to do. She was going to fiddle with the tracks or do something with the signage to make a train slow down. That's exactly oh, what Oh, right. I do remember yep. seeing that. So she was looking at the, that's what she was looking at the levers and the switches. And if she could do one, like, for instance, if you do a switch halfway and they jam, uh, the red lights will all go on and a train will have to stop. So it's easily fixed, but a train has to stop. So she figures that out and uh, and fiddles with a switch so a train has to come to a halt where she can go and give it a better inspection of one. And if you all right, well, to... if you're gonna if you're gonna fiddle with switches, uh, I'll give yep. you an intelligence roll on that, Sister V. All right. Unless you want dexterity. Ooh, dexterity for sure. Okay. She's pretty smart, but she's. She can fiddle those switches. She can fiddle that switches with her fine gymnastics dexterity. And she rolled a 17. Holy crap. That's one point from a super crazy hard success. Okay. All right. So tell me what happens then. So Sister B goes to switch. And at first she's, she's, it's, it's a little bit jammed, but not Sister B. She's strong, but she's also very limber and she... With her dress on and her heavy shoes, she lives up and gives it a good kick because she has those martial arts skills. And she gives it a good kick and the clangs, bang, and pops. And she pops open as loose as could be. And because it's as loose as could be, she sees an opportunity to put it halfway to where it's supposed to be. So it's neither here nor there. Train will have great trouble when it comes. Red lights flashing, blinking, so the engineer will see and have to stop. And she says, ah. This will be perfect. And she runs back to Ethan and she goes, ah, come out to the bushes. When that train comes, we'll be running down the side of it and we'll be looking for our first opportunity to get in and get the space. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And we will cut to Buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hi. Hi, Buddy. Hi. What, <laughs> what's going on? So are we starting at the clinic or are we time dashing to being back at the hotel? Y'all were already back at the hotel when we left off last week because we left off with Buddy pulling an envelope out of his pocket. Okay. Yes, we did. Great. So has it been uh, long enough that I would be back by now? Um, Maybe they come tumbling in. I don't know. This is a thing that Buddy would want to do alone. 
So if you do come in, that's fine, but he would put the envelope back in his pocket. Okay. No, why don't, why don't we wait? I'll come in at the end then. Okay. Wow. Gross. Um, so yeah, um, Buddy is going to take the envelope out, open it up like he's done so many times before. But this time he's going to take a deep breath and pop open the the envelope. Um, I'm guessing since he's had it so long, it probably would come right open, you think? Yeah, especially the lack of humidity where you are and everything else, it would it would pop kind of almost with a crinkle and a snap. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so he, he's, you know, put his index finger in and grab the, the letter inside and start to pull it out. And he'd wait, take another deep breath, pull it all the way out, start to unfold it. Um, I'm assuming it's a it's one sheet letter. I mean, now that I'm pulling the thing out, you yep. can tell me what it yep. looks like. Okay, it's, so it's you know it was folded to fit in the envelope. But okay, it, and it feels like one piece of paper. Okay, uh, so you pull it out, and I assume it's folded in thirds, standard yep. letter yep. style. Yep. You would take the the one that's folded down, so the okay. the sort of loose part, and just flip that up. Okay, and almost and, take a peek. Yeah, and you would see, dear Francis. Okay, um, and does it look like? I, mean, I hate to put this uh, this way, but it, some script can be gendered. Does this look like? Can I tell? Oh, you had asked about that on the envelope. Yeah, and and uh, I I said it wasn't completely clear, but it it leaned towards maybe a rushed penmanship a, okay. a little more and staccato it's, and it. it's the same penmanship as the as the addressing yes. in front okay yeah. all right then i'm going to open that bottom third okay and look at who signed it and there's no signature at the bottom there's a closing would you there's a closing sentence would you have read that um i guess if it if it's as I was glancing, would I notice that there was a name in it? If not, I'm really looking to see who sent it. Right. Um, so unless that was really obvious, I, I, I'm not trying to. I don't because I don't. I don't want to read the end yeah. of it. No. Okay. No. All right then. Um, There's no signature. There's no like signing on it. Okay. And turn it over. Anything on the back? Just kind of the yellowing of the parchment. Right. It's been a few years. Yeah. Okay. So I turn it back forward. Look away from the paper, take another deep breath, and start to read. Okay. And we'll cut to Colette. Well, I'm in my room next door, and I am gathering my things because we've talked about leaving. And now that I have the idea in my mind, being free of this place, it just for a little while seems like the best thing I can imagine. So I am very meticulously going around the room and making sure that there will be no sign of my presence after I leave. Great. So tell me everything that you're packing up. Well, I have some clothes now, <laughs> uh, more so than Richard's, although I do also have that old suit of Richard's still. And 
essentially all of my things will fit into a big carpet bag. I have a folder in which I have a lot of loose paper, some of which is blank and some of which has some sketches on it of various things, including the papers from after the vision that I had showed to Buddy and Eddie. The ring is still in my pocket. The ring stays in my pocket. And I still have the knife that I was clutching in the closet from Richard's kitchen. Okay. Just like with a, I'll wrap a towel around it or something and just stick it in the bag. But I really, I don't have much. Okay. Perfect. Sam? But to be be clear, though, I'm going around, I'm looking under furniture and into corners because I don't want to leave anything that could suggest suggest that I was ever here. I also have a few hats that go in the bag. All right. Sam? Yep. Well, Sam Sam probably would have been uh, ecstatic to hear uh, that Cheryl's ready to uh get on uh on this little family adventure it's his opportunity to try and meld things up and so he'd be in the process of packing up and then making I sure was, he f- i was actually almost imagining a cut scene of you loading the back of the truck love it yeah that with, works with some suitcases and a, a little scene of can I take my bike? Are we gonna? Where are we gonna? Are, are we gonna go by train? <laughs> I just, just got, got this bike. bike. He can't ride it. <laughs> well, so I guess that would be the question. My, I guess in my mind, I was like, we would take the train up because that would make most sense instead of the truck. Um, but uh, I guess financially, or if is there an easy way, keeper? Would it make logical sense to take the train up? That's my it was my first inclination versus a, an automobile all the way up in this like family vacation. But that would be equally amusing, and I'm 100% on board to take the family truck up with everybody. So I'm going to yes, and you'll take the train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the easy answer? Oh, shoot. All right. Well, I guess we're taking the train, but we're going to load everything into the truck to get to the train station. Um, and before we head off, though, I need to make sure that the cows are put out to pasture. God knows I need to do that. And so I would make my way over to our, our neighbor, uh, his little farm next door uh, of uh, Cherry uh, Padillas. Uh, and he's a pecan farmer. Fantastic. Right. Now, if, you, if you bring your bike in the pickup truck and it's sitting there, you should lock it up because someone might steal it. <laughs> Back. <laughs> you never know uh, when one of those cranky ranchers might come through and just you, you never know you never know for the greater good um anyways i would go on over to uh cherry padilla's uh pecan farm and uh i ask him to uh, uh help uh put out a, a cow and be very diligent it needs to be put out at least uh at least once a week uh, there needs to be at least a cow separated from the herd um, is sort of an arrangement that I have. And I'll be you say sort of put vague. out or put down? Put out. Put out to pasture. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll kind of have a, a flyaway scene of you on their front porch gesticulating and, and pointing over to the ranch and yeah, as as 
as we're kind of moving into that phase of you explaining and Amos running up and down the driveway on his bike, trying to get his last wheel turns in on his yep his hot bike. Love right. it. Is it, there's no pushback from the neighbor? Like, there's no question of, uh, oh, yeah, separate one cow out and leave it for a week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's perfectly normal behavior. Is sure, I'll do that for you. <laughs> I don't know enough about farming to know if that's real or not, but it sounds weird to me. Yeah, my, I, I don't either, but that really seems weird. not. It's not right. real. Uh, it, it it would only take us about three or four episodes to get through that moment, so that's why I'm just gonna it's just gonna push right on through. That's fair. <laughs> that's great. All right. Uh, so let's hop back down to Sister B, and Sister B is we're kind of getting there right as you hear the squeal of metal and the rush of smoke of the the plume as it's just trying to get up to speed and then coming to a quick halt on the Wait, track. Wait, are these uh? Are these be diesel trains? Uh, I was gonna say it's night. It's the war. Sure, mm-hmm. I, I guess so. Think you had, but a lot of steam trains. So probably steam trains, I suppose. I don't, yeah, I don't really know. I was imagining steam. We'll go with probably. Steam. Yeah, probably, probably steam. Okay. So anyway, it's it's coming to its full stop. There, uh, the lights are going. You hear a big commotion from the engineer, and people are starting to run to figure out what's going on at the tracks. So I, I, I Ethan, so he has to be a S- sister. B, what are we doing? Oh, Ethan, you get get yourself all together, get your feet ready to run, and uh, we will look for an opening. And we we peer down, uh, and we make it... our way walking the opposite way from the front. We walk to- we're walking towards the back of the train. Um, I'm envisioning it on our left, perhaps, and we're looking over, um, scanning the cars, looking ahead a few cars to see if there's um, something cattle car-esque, perhaps a metal car, some, something with a door or an opening or even perhaps something, you know, on top or something that, you know, it's hollow so you can get in, uh, something mm-hmm. to get concealed quickly. Yeah, Doesn't make a luck roll. Fancy. Yeah, make a luck roll. Yeah, her luck's getting lower and lower. Ah, uh, and no. 15. Okay. All right. <laughs> so everything's kind of sealed up at track level, but you do see a ladder on uh-huh. the back of one of the box cars that looks like you could get in through the, you know, it would get you up on the top ah, of the train. So it's on the back, not the side. So the back yeah. is slightly concealed. So Sister B, uh, Ethan, come to side. And she quickly gets in between. Uh, I, the, I thought the we cars. were going to get tickets. Oh, there are, t- there are free tickets to get on. Uh, this train so come come near me we will hop in but let me crawl go up this ladder very quickly and she goes to it and she says uh she has uh, her suitcase and she puts it um at the bottom of the stairs not far from her ever and she quickly goes up and takes a peek at roof opening what perhaps is up there yeah there's a it's a flat roof with you know, a latch, kind of a, a square latch entry in the middle of the roof. Perfect. Um, so at this point, Maybe. she she looks down at Ethan because they just have to take a chance that it will open and be beneficial. Um, Ethan, gri- grab suitcase. Come upstairs. Hand it to me. So she gets to the top and she reaches down for a suitcase that he could ha- hand to her. Okay. And then she wants him to come upstairs to up the ladder and then she'll help him if uh, he... 
he is slow or trepidatious or, or he's, stumbles. He's pretty he's just he's keeps asking questions constantly, almost like a child would, <laughs> even though he's not, right? And it, he's he's flying up behind you. He's quite nimble and he doesn't have kind of the overwhelming fear that was back in the pharmacy. Now he's just a little bit confused, but he doesn't know what else to do, right? There's a ton of commotion, so he's He's following you, right? He's he's running up the ladder behind you. Ethan, oh, don't you feel the blood inside of you moving more? The great exuberance of this great adventure. She looks right in his eyes and says, oh, this is an adventure we are doing to get out of this town and we will be safe soon. Look at me. Climb up the stairs the rest of the way. We'll move over this hatch. You, you are very strong. Grab hatch. I will try to do it too. So she wants him to be part of it. But, but, but Sister B, I, I want to be a pharmacist. Oh, no, no questions like that right now. Quick, hatch, lift hatch. Okay. So, so, All right, so, and make a strength roll, Sister B. Oh, man, a seven. Wow. She, All right. That's that's an extreme success for her. And then one more thing before we switch over to, Ed, uh, to Buddy. Uh, make a luck roll. That's where she's not great. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That would be a that would be a ninety nine. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> All right, so you pop open the latch, and we will cut to <laughs> buddy. Sorry, as, sorry. As the tentacles reach out, <laughs> yeah, wow. Ethan gets dragged. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan's like looking back. He's like, I did it. I opened it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a pharmacist. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, I, we we cut into Buddy as he has the letter open in front of him, and it says, uh, re- reading aloud in his head, Dear Francis, I don't know how many of these you've gotten over the years, and if you've already heard it, please read it again. If you haven't, all I ask, though you certainly don't owe it to me, is that you read the whole thing. I imagine you hate me, and you have every right to throw my memory away, and no one would blame you if you did. But before I die, I want you to know I did what I did to save you, save your mama, and God help us a whole lot more people. If you're reading this, I've succeeded, at least partially. May the Clifton destiny take you where you're needed, with all a father's love. Whoa. Um, he will read it again. Okay. Um, uh, obviously I'm not going to make you read it again. Um, okay. but, uh, he will definitely read it at least twice, if not three times. Okay. Um, and then carefully fold it back up, slide it back in the envelope, close the fold in the envelope, fold it back in half, put it back in his, in his shirt pocket. And it just sit and kind of absorb what he has just read. Um, and s- probably about then is when Eddie's going to start coming in. So not for nothing, but as you're saying what you're saying, yep. you hear the door opening. Okay. Yeah. And you would see Buddy um, looking very distant. Um you know, not reacting to you coming in, sort of just sitting, staring straight ahead. 
um, it, you know, as if almost almost comatose, just not uh, reacting to to anything around him. Okay, so I come in and and I've got you know the last heel of the the garlic bread with the provolone, and I'm coming in. And I'm sort of chomping on it, and I, to be honest, I don't even notice what you're doing or, or that you're not there. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh God. But you wouldn't believe the meal I just ate. And I just start telling you, I had first I had a big plate of lasagna and it's the mom at the Coney's lasagna and she's got the meat sauce. And then I had a big thing of managot and I almost tried to double it, but you wouldn't let me do that. And I'm just going on and on about the meat. And then I finally look over at you and I'm like, hey, hey, you OK over there, buddy? You're not you're not paying attention to my story about the the ricotta and the manicotti and the all the delicious food. I even gave her money so that we got a meal going later. I thought you'd be a little bit more excited. You doing okay? How how far away from from me are you? I'm guessing like the I'm guessing that like I'm four feet, five feet, like like close okay. enough that I can look in your eyes. I'm gonna take the envelope out of my pocket and just hold my hand up toward you. Okay. Um, give so me I'll, the envelope. Obviously, my 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 <clears throat> effect will change, and I'll be like, "Let me see. Let me take a look." Thanks, there, buddy. And I'll open it up, read it, uh, and I'll be like, "Wow, buddy, buddy, is this is this this is addressed to you?" Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's from my dad. That's your you dad? remember I I told you he's been gone. I I've never known him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But you you told me you grew up with your mom though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it looks like he saved her. That that's kind of looks like he saved you. That's kind of weird what he's saying, isn't it? I I I I wonder what he saved you from. Did your mom ever tell you? No. Did she give you any stories about him? Give you any picture of why why no, he we, had to maybe save you guys? We never talked about him. He just wasn't there. Yeah, I wonder if she forgot. Or I wonder if she never told you the truth. Moms protect their kids. That's what they do. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Buddy's going to get up and pick up the telephone. Dial his mom's phone number. Okay. And I'll just, I'll hand you back the letter. I'll say, hey, look, while you're doing that, I'm going to go check on Colette. Uh, You let me know when it's safe to come back, but you take all the time in the world. Okay, buddy? Uh, Okay. Thanks, Eddie. And I'll just, I'll sort of walk over and I'll pat you on the back and I'll be like, you're a good man, buddy. And then I'll have buddy, buddy, can you make a spot hidden and then we'll cut to Colette? Yes. Uh, I think that's a success, but let me just check here. Yeah, it's a success. A okay, normal success. Hold, all right, we'll just hold on to that. Okay. And we'll cut to Colette. So after I cleaned and I cleaned and I packed and I cleaned again and I just didn't know what to do with myself, I find myself standing in front of the mirror, just staring at myself as I think through everything that Dr. Gardner said to me and uh, all of the other things that I know that I've picked up here and there about the different conditions, the infectious disease and uh, things happening in the facility. And I pull up my sleeve and I look at the shoulder where the uh, not Dr. Gardner's injection but the purple injection would have been Okay. and I try 
as best I can to look at the back of my neck because I remember I'm assuming this somehow the details of Richard's situation made it to me in, in the previous month. But okay. Make a sand roll for me. Of course. <laughs> oh, I have to check. That's close. That's a fail. Okay. And you're you're standing in the mirror and you get really lightheaded. Your your feet start to get heavy and the background behind you changes and you you start to smell something. It's almost like an ammonia smell and uh, and kind of a combination or maybe uh, a cleaning agent, something like that. And it, it, it's maybe like a, a combination of some of the, uh, uh, just like the smells from the things you use to wipe up the countertop and stuff in your room. And, and they're coalescing under your nose and it, you start to feel like you're back in your, in that room that they kept you in. And um, take three points of sand damage as you yeah. hear a voice that says are, are you ready to make a run for it okay oh my good god goodness what somebody helped me get out <laughs> okay sorry this is news to to emily are you ready to make a run for it and this this is the voice that you hear the door's going to be open. There's quite the commotion. If you're going to go, you should go now. Yes. Who Who are you? And you're just kind of talking at your reflection in the mirror. And, <laughs> and if it works, just then she hears. Perfect. That's fair. As you're staring at the mirror saying, who are you? Essentially to yourself and you hear a knock at the door. And we'll cut to okay. Sam. All right. Well, uh, so I will add Sam and getting things together. He would have made a pass by his pasture to his uh, cows and would have checked in on them. Uh, give him a little bit of a look, sort of a teary eyed nod. And then... Um, I, uh, I'd probably make a call over to the hotel uh, to either Buddy or Colette's. Uh, we traded numbers, or at least I gave them my number. I don't know if we, if I got your number when we had uh, conversed there, Buddy, uh, on exiting. But if I did, I would, I, give I would them think a so. Call. Yeah, um, I, I'd give them a call to let them know that I'm about to uh, uh, pack up the family and head on out of town. Is the phone busy when he calls? Yes, because Buddy is. has picked it up to call his mom. Yes. Yes. Oh my <laughs> lord, ain't that a peach? And uh, <laughs> uh, and so I would say, uh, hope this doesn't lead to a divorce. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't roll the voicemail in 1942. <laughs> I would say, Sh Cheryl, I need to, uh, I need to make a quick stop over at. Uh, at uh, the straits to let some uh, friends in town know uh, we're heading on up to Bloodstone so they can watch over things. 
Yeah, yeah, Sam. Of course, Sam. And her demeanor has has changed pretty drastically since the incident. Uh, and it's almost you see a level of her being worried about you in a way that she hasn't been. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, absolutely. Sure I'm more worried and weirded out that she's so um, agreeable now. So now I'm suspicious. Um, and I'd be like, oh, that's so kind of you. Do we get everything you can, we you need? You can make another sand roll on that if you want. Oh, I'd love to. Because I, I think that I, I'm not just trying to mess with you. I think when you put yeah, it no, in it that perspective that, that Sam would be pretty weirded uh, out. Yeah, so I got a 90. Okay, no. uh, just take two points off. It's not a it's not a major thing. It's just uh, kind of a encroaching paranoia sure. that's building within Sam. We all got it, and so uh, I'd encourage her to uh, uh, you know make sure we got everything we need and uh, head on over to the hotel. And this is sort of a two part. Uh, um, and I would grab my sort of um, uh, military bag in addition to everything else with a couple of weapons and things that i would uh i would store in the luggage on the train and obviously i don't know any of the tsa regulations in the 1940s um aware that's not a thing but uh uh that i could probably store some things in the in the in stowage and make my way over to the hotel okay so that gets us back to sister b In the in the ninety nine. What was that roll? <laughs> that roll wasn't so hot. It's still sitting here in front of me. I haven't changed it. <laughs> All right. So, Sister B, you pull the hatch really forcefully. In fact, it uh... <laughs> push Ethan <laughs> off the train. <laughs> What happens is, as you pull the hatch really forcefully, and he's trying to help, the train lurches forward as it starts to roll. Uh, the lat or the hatch catches Ethan in the face. Oh, and oh, no. let's see how Ethan responds. <laughs> oh, Ethan, we okay. barely knew you. Uh, so. Ethan goes sliding down the side. Um, I need you to make a dex uh -oh. roll. Choice time. <laughs> I see where this could be going. Whoa! There may not be choices here. We'll see. All right. Dexterity roll. Ethan, I got you. Hand reaches out. Ooh. 75, but her dexterity is an 80. Okay. You, say, you tell me. So what happens is, is you fall into the hatch um, landing inside the boxcar then on your feet uh, you, you kind of use your gymnast balance to land off plants uh, it plants it uh, you hear Ethan's scratching on the roof and yelling and then you don't hear him anymore oh, oh. no oh Ethan <laughs> <clears throat> and you feel the train starting to lurch forward and it's it's rolling now please tell me it goes to them, to them. <laughs> <laughs> um well, well the week scott was gone he's trying to make up for it. he's getting like really 
So <laughs> she's inside. So this is where she tries to um, looks at the side and such like that, and try, you know attempts. You know she could jump and such, and tries. You know jumps to try to grab the edge and pull herself back up and peek out and see how things are going. But she just she does that first. So she jumps up and grabs the edge um, because she can jump pretty good. Um, so that would be her first thing if you want to try to do a dex roll or something. I think that's more than dex. That's going to be dex a little bit... That's going to be... Dex, yeah. strength, and luck. What What kind of... Do you have some sort of athletics or... There is a, there there is is a, a jump. jump. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, there is, a, there is a jump? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it to you at advantage since you're a gymnast. Oh, good lord. Her jump's terrible. <laughs> wow. She's an older gymnast. Not even close. <laughs> I mean, that would be a pretty tall jump. Yeah. Right? Well, that was one. Yeah. If that was going to say what's inside to, uh, you know, just a quick survey to if there's something to grab, if it's close to the edge. I don't know if it was right in the middle. So she jumps and no, she wasn't even close. Okay. And uh, she jumps and then she starts <clears throat> to really look around at her surroundings. The hatch is open. It's really mm -hmm. the only source of light. It's a heavy latch, so it's swung open. Mm -hmm. And you realize that you're inside a, a car and everything is covered with these really heavy tarps. Oh, so there's and actually we'll, stuff in there. We'll cut to... Who should we cut to here? Buddy. All right. So I, I am holding the phone and dialing my mother's phone number. <clears throat> Hello? Is it is that my mom's voice? Yeah. Hi, hi mom. Oh, but buddy, buddy, it's so good to hear from you. Uh, it's 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 great to, to hear your voice, mom. How how are you? Are you are you still in California? Um, uh, no, mom, I'm in New Mexico. I've been here for a while. New New Mexico? Yeah. When did you get to New Mexico? Uh, I I sent you a letter. Um, I got transferred uh, a few months ago. Oh, oh, that that's right. That's right. Yeah, so, I remember now. Okay, good. Um, hey, listen, mom. Um, I I have a letter here that that it's pretty old, but I I I just read it, and it's to me, um, from, uh, from who I think must be dad. Um, Daniel. It's it did say his name, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. No. Oh no, no, not in the letter. I'm oh, sorry, it didn't. Not in the oh, okay. No, no, no. Remember, it just was signed with all of Father's. Oh, love. it's yeah. It's it's it says it's signed with all of Father's love. Um, but his name's not on here. Um, and he said that that why he left was to protect us. What what, what do you know about that, Mom? I know I know we haven't really talked about this, but uh, I, I'm super curious. Oh, all right. Let's see. Buddy, how do you want to get mom to talk? Are you thinking persuade here? Are you thinking intimidation? He's going to use his strength, all his strength. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think persuasion probably okay. makes the most yeah, sense. Go for it then. Um, you can roll with advantage. She's your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oof. I need advantage. Nope. I persuade okay. sucks. Uh, buddy, we we don't talk about these things. 
Do you know he he left you and me and and he left us. Yeah, I I know I know, Mom. Um, and I I'm I'm real sorry about that, and I'm sorry to bring this up out of the blue and all. Um, but you know I'm really just trying to find out: is he being honest? Is this really him? Uh, you know I just want it's it's a weird letter and. It, it Buddy, came he to was, me. He was a weird fella. What? Why was he weird? What he was, was weird about he him? Was stark raven mad some nights, going on and on about the the demons this and the demons that and those who were coming for us. And I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, I can't believe I, I. I don't know why it was a, a a weak moment that I put that letter in the mail to you. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. And I, you know, I, I know that, that you don't like to talk about it and, and I've always been okay with that, but you know, I, I'm getting a little older and it, I feel like it's time for me to, to learn more about him. And that, then this letter has really got me thinking, is there any more information that like, is there someplace else I can learn more about him? And like she, she starts to was she she says you know your grandmother used to say if if you don't have anything nice to say don't say nothing at all and and i'm not saying anything more and as she says that you glance down and you're surprised you hadn't noticed it before but the uh cancellation on the stamp mhm uh, is from uh, Bloodstone. Oh shit! Uh, oh, and on that, yeah, we will wrap. Oh shit! I wasn't wow. prepared for that. That was a cliffhanger. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode of Under the Library. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, uh, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. As always, don't forget to check out our other show. It's called Up Your RPG. It can be found wherever you get your podcasts. So for me, for Michael, for Emily, for Scott, for Wayne, and for Rick, thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. But I don't know. I, I'm trying to decide if we start with you or if we move into you. I don't understand what you're saying. But, honey, I'm not making any tripe this early. If you bring your bike in the pickup truck and it's sitting there, you should lock it up because someone might steal it. So now I'm suspicious? Okay. Oh, my God. God, goodness. What? Yep. Oh, Ethan.